Welcome back to the Control Room Podcast. My name is Mike Walker. And on today's episode, uh, I sit down with Romo and we discuss the Los Angeles Lakers and the Anthony Davis trade. Um, We also talk about his Father's Day adventure to the casino with his dad. They always have great gambling stories. And we also discuss uh, what is really going on with these immigration ICE raids and how they dramatically affect the families involved. So we got a lot to get through for today's episode. So without further ado, let's get to it. All right, well, I'm back here with Romo. It's been a long time since uh, you've been on the pod. Back at it again. You know, because you, uh, you took off last week. You was on a little adventure with your dad, right? A little, little mini vacay. For the for Father's Day? Indeed. Father's Day. You know what? Let's actually jump right into that. Because I love you and your dad's stories because you guys are gamblers. Yeah, we're, uh, we're degenerates, I guess you can call us. Yeah, I kind of, <laughs> I, know, I know my strengths and my weaknesses and my vices and gambling is one of them. Uh, so I, know, I remember the first time I went gambling in New Mexico and uh, I lost $400 and had a ball. So that's when I knew I had a problem because I had fun losing $400. You lost, but you still yeah. had fun. So did you win on this trip? Uh, no. Broke. <laughs> I broke even. And, and when, when gamblers tell you they broke even, you won. that means they lost, but they don't want to oh, say okay. they I lost. I feel you. you. You might be so, a hundred or Yeah, my dad says, yeah. I broke even. You broke even? Okay. Which is code for I lost. I okay. just don't want to tell you how much. So uh, where where you guys go? So, uh, typically we'll go to San Manuel Casino. Okay. Uh, it's a 45-minute drive, mm-hmm. San Bernardino okay. uh, area, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to having to go to Vegas. You know, that's typically going to take you two, three hours or whatever. What's four, your, four, well, the way we drive, you know, <laughs> three hours, but typically it's like a five-hour drive. What's your, what's your game? What do you usually play? Uh, I enjoy blackjack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have strategy. So what I do is before I get drunk, you sound real legit. Yes. Okay. There's a game plan. To okay. This. There's a system involved. Uh. So be- before I get before I get hammered, I will play blackjack because uh, you know that takes a little bit of uh, I wouldn't say skill, but you gotta be paying attention. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, you gotta be paying attention. Right. You know. Uh, but once. Once I'm done at the blackjack tables, once they clean me out, mm-hmm. they clean my clock, I'll end Is up it like five end. bucks a hand, ten bucks a hand? You, you know what? They used to have a five dollar uh, minimum table. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I, it's like twenty five dollars. Are you was at yeah. twenty five dollar table? Yeah. Oh, so heck they can no. they can clean you out really quick. Whoa! Yeah, mm-hmm. if, if you get a few bad hands, it's over. Uh, it's over, and uh, I usually wind up at the uh, penny slot machines <laughs> with the old old ladies. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, twenty five. Yeah, because I remember when I went to Vegas, I played the roulette tables, and I think it was like a minimum nine dollar bet, yeah, or ten dollar bet. I can't remember what it was. If you're placing multiple bets. Oh yeah, like up. that's my that's my that's my table. That's my game. I'll be there for two hours straight, no break. I do not want any alcohol. Just give me all water because I'm locked in. There's a reason they have those one yeah. hundred numbers. Uh, yeah, a <laughs> gambling problem. But hey, don't let them sucker you with the free drinks though, because that's when you get sloppy. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm staying locked in. You can take that somewhere else. They know what they're doing, man. They want to get you drunk, so you you know make some bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm guessing you guys had a good time. Always a good time. Good time. That's, Indeed. That's cool. Well, you know, we also 
There's also some other news that uh, is in your favor. The the JV team, the Los Angeles Lakers, got uh, Anthony Davis to say That's how you're going to announce this? Really? <laughs> Listen, I'm upset okay. because I thought AD wasn't going to come until the following year when LeBron was really, really old. So I'm, See, a, little, I'm a little worried. But I'm you don't sound too excited about this. No, I'm you, not. You should have let me announce this. No, go ahead, man. So AD, a.k.a. the Brow, is now a Laker. Okay. And... We kept Kyle Kuzma in the process. And you robbed another small market team of its franchise player, which you guys have a history of knowing. Hey, we're not worried about that. That's just, y'all are just... Can it's you, a cutthroat business. Can you draft and grow your own players, please? Look, man, it's worked for us in the past. We got, you know, we got Kareem from Milwaukee. Yes, you did. Shaq from Orlando. Yes, you did. You know, it, uh, hey, don't, it Don't works. skip over when you guys rob. Memphis or Pal Gasol for like Kwame Brown and a bag of chips. It works. You guys should try it sometime. Clipper Nation. We got too much integrity for that. Okay. Integrity. We're going to sign Kawhi and Horford and win it the right way. I guess there's integrity in losing, man. So I'm guessing you're happy. Like who? So okay, I'm curious because they're talking about clearing up enough cap space to maybe sign a third star. Yeah, they made a mistake. I don't know if you heard about that. I I heard about. They overlooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, that fact, I think yeah. they're a little, uh, you know, overzealous to make this trade happen because it's it's been ongoing for the last few months. So uh, yeah, like if they magic were... fiasco where he 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 offered, I think originally yeah. they offered Kuzma in that trade. Did he? So had they taken that trade, they mm-hmm. would have, you know, the the first trade that was made to them, the trade offer, mm-hmm. it would have got Kuzma. Yeah. Also, so well, you know what, but they but. I think they got they got a great haul. They got the number four pick. They got like all your future picks, you know, for the foreseeable like till twenty twenty five. Not all of them, but a lot of them. We're trying to win now. We're yeah. not worried about. Obviously, you guys, you guys, four or five years from now, right? you guys sell your soul every year to steal somebody's superstar. Call it what you want, but I'm but curious. We'll, we'll, I'll be at the parade. Whatever. I'll be at the championship parade. Do you want a third superstar, or would you rather spend them spend that money on a bunch of like good? We need uh, shooters, role players. We need shooters. Okay. That, that's a, that's an obvious. Uh, you know, uh, they need they need to get shooters. Oh, you, you mean they shouldn't sign Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, and Javale McGee? Like that's a bad move. <laughs> like that wasn't good. Uh, what was it mud? Misunderstood. Let it go, Mike. <laughs> Let it go. Misunderstood. Look. Underappreciated. Uh, we yeah. thought we were going to be like the uh, bad boys of this era. Or you the, know, we the, were going to try. The Knicks of the 90s. Yeah, we, we, we were going to try to ugly it up, you know, to compete with the Warriors because you're not, you're not going to, you know, outskill them. So the only way to beat them is, uh, you know, if you just uh, use your muscle. Or uh, they get injured, which is uh, <laughs> they get injured, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I remember last offseason, you guys made some moves that were laughable. And people tried to defend them, of course. Like, they always try and protect Laker Nation. And I told you all along, that team is terrible. Like, there's a blueprint for how you build a lot around LeBron James. And you guys just said, throw that out the window. We're going we gonna to set them up with Lance Stevenson and Michael Beasley, and everything's going to be Look, all right. And Ron. Hindsight's 2020. No, I said it then and there. I ain't no hindsight. But so I'm, so I'm curious. Like, <laughs> didn't pan out. It so they're talking out. about Kemba, Kyrie. Possibility. Uh, obviously, there's always the, the Kawhi, Kawhi. Pipe, pipe dream. Um, it's not a pipe dream. 
of those three, Jimmy Butler, like, is there anybody you really want, or like you said, you just rather go with the good role players? You know what? If I had my choice, um, I would reunite Kyrie Irving with LeBron. Okay. Because obviously they've won a title mm-hmm. before. Yeah. When uh, Kyrie hit the game, chemistry the is you know is good, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that would be perfect. That'd be perfect. It, 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 well, it would be my ideal. No, I mean that obviously that's a winning combination. As a Clippers fan, I hope it never happens because I like Kyrie Irving and I want him to go anywhere else but Laker Nation. Yeah. Worst case scenario mm-hmm. is uh, CP3 in that contract of his, which is like forty one mil. Yeah, I, think. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to be possible. I, listen, yeah, the from, bana- I don't want the banana boat. Uh, uh, y'all don't reunion. Des- y'all don't even deserve oh, Mello. Yeah. So don't oh, Carmelo t- back don't, in the Y'all picture. don't deserve. Stay Mello. retired, Mello. No, he, first off, Mello's not retired. <laughs> Mello was not retired. Okay, he's finding the right fit in the right team that's going to believe in him and, and use him the right way. Okay? He's arcaded. Oh, you know what? Look at what happened. What's going on with Houston right now? They tried to. They use Mello as a literal scapegoat. Like, no, Mello's really the problems now. CP3 wants to be traded. Him and Harden weren't talking for weeks. Nobody respects Mike D'Antoni, but it was Mello's fault. You know what? I, I'll have a whole separate podcast. Well, you know how I feel about D'Antoni. You I love mean, him. He ran Kobe to the ground. He ran, and he told Pau Gasol to go stand out there and shoot threes because him and Dwight Howard couldn't play together. But look. That's the history of Laker Nation. You guys buy players, and then you have coaches in an organization that doesn't know how to put a, a winning group together. So while the AD thing is cute, I don't think you guys are going to do anything about it next year. Well, I already told you where I think we're going to end up. Where are you guys going to end up next year? Championship parade, baby. Championship parade next year. Championship. Count it. Uh, what about if it's a Clipper parade? You gonna come? You gonna come with me? No. Keep dreaming. No. Nope. So Kawhi and Al Horford, we're not winning the championship. Really? Okay. I'm just saying. Okay, that's fine. Don't have no respect for us. Keep hope alive. Who thought the Who thought the Raptors were gonna win the championship this year? Nobody. Good point. But thank you. Clippers are cursed. Okay. Well, you know what. That's fine. Basketball season's a long ways away. Free agency is uh, coming up in like a week or I think next Sunday or something yeah, like July that. 1st, yeah. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. But we were talking the other day about uh, one year in latest uh, Netflix movies you watched. For whatever reason, you were scrolling through all the things on Netflix, and what did you land on? So there's this new Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Um, and I wanted to just warn everybody you know mm-hmm. save two hours of your time mm-hmm. uh, um, don't bother it's uh, it's with the chick from Friends what's her name Jennifer Aniston you better Jennifer put some respect Aniston. on Jennifer Aniston's name oh, she's, she's a she's, chick from Friends she's hit the wall man <laughs> but that's yeah cause a whole, she, she that's a whole other topic cause she's with your boy Adam Sandler that means yeah, she's Adam Sandler hasn't over. made a good movie and I don't know how how mm-hmm. long um, so what in the world made you decide you know what I'm gonna check this out you know, I figured, hey, it's on Netflix. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'll give Adam Sandler one more chance. Why? Why? Yeah, exactly. You know, big I, mistake. I, on the on the other hand, myself, I just finished season three of Jessica Jones. Have you seen any of those before? Nah, not yet. I got it on my queue though. It's it's uh, it's not the most fun watch. It's a little depressing, but it's actually pretty good. Why do you put yourself through this, man? It's because I like superheroes. 
Okay, I'm into it. And she's connected to a bigger universe that I like, even though all those shows are dead now, and hopefully Hulu will pick them up in a couple of years. But season three of Jessica Jones was actually really good. And like I said, my recommendation for you that we talked about is the, C- is the CW football show, All-American. Okay. Tay Diggs, kid from Crenshaw, uh, goes to Beverly High School, almost like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of thing, but shockingly good. Okay, I'll watch that, but Shockingly I'm not going to watch Big Little, Big Little Lies. You're, you're not going to watch Big Little Lies? You're not going to watch Big Little Lies. No, It's an HBO. No. It's only seven episodes for season one. What? Okay, time out. I didn't know you were going to hit me with that. Why are you not going to give Big Little Lies a chance? I'm not even their demographic, man. You don't know what their demographic is. <laughs> Just because recently... Demographic is probably like 40-year-old white women. Oh, wow. You know what? You get... Okay, listen... Just because you see Reese Witherspoon, Legally Blind, like, don't mean a name for you. It's a good show. Maybe I'll give it a chance. After, you know what? After you see... Uh, you, first of all, you need to trust me. Okay. Okay. Okay, so if you, if you like All-American, then you know, maybe I can give some more recommendations for you. Just like I'll watch some of the older classics you've been on me about, like Godfather and stuff like that. Okay. 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 That's, That's a good a trade-off. Good. That's a good trade-off? All right. All right. Okay, well, you know, something I've been meaning to talk to you about, and it's a lot of stuff, it's, it's really topical because a lot of my friends are posting about this on social media, and I felt, I felt kind of funny because I'm over here posting on my Instagram story that the Avengers is being re-released so it could be Avatar, but then I see some of my friends posting about ICE. Mm-hmm. And ice showing up. Deportations. Yeah, ice showing up to their um, their houses, and you don't have to let them in, and you know they have to slide the they have to have a warrant warrant yeah. signed by a judge, judge, have them slide to under the door, if they break in, like don't resist. Like this is just something that's honestly really like foreign to my like my world, my family life. Like I like we talked about like for black people growing up, like we have this talk about the cops. Like, if you get pulled over, you know, don't make any f- quick movements. Like, make sure you always have your registration, your license, always cooperate. You know, never give them a reason to pull you over because it could end It could end in your death. It yeah, can, you, you live know, in fear. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, parents worry about that, and it's a real thing. I got pulled over a couple of weeks ago from my job, and uh, I hadn't even got on the freeway yet, and a, car, a cop car zoomed up behind me. Probably thought I was somebody else. Thankfully, he let me go. No hassle. But this is something I want to talk to you about. Like, has this maybe affected your family? Or do you know people that this is kind of affecting Absolutely. or has affected? Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, I, I still have I still have family uh, in Mexico. And, mm. um, you know, I, I have family that, uh, you know, cousins that uh, were brought here when they were very young, mm-hmm. you know. When they were like two years old, uh, and you know, grew up here, and for all intents and purposes, that you know, they're they're American. I mean, yeah, that's all uh, they know. Yeah, that's all they know. Um, and to you know, suddenly, um, you know, have the threat of being deported uh, to a country that's—I mean, it's it's foreign to, to you know. Because yeah. I mean, if you you know, you grew up here, and mm-hmm. that's all you know. Yeah, that's um, that's like if somebody, you know, they always, racists tell people to go back to Africa. It's like, if I went back to Africa right now, I don't even know what part 
my you know yeah. my ancestors really from yeah. yeah like you drive me to Africa right now I'm gonna be just like everybody else I'm gonna be lost so I'm sure they're going through something similar yeah it's you know it, it, it's pretty it's pretty frightening I mean because uh, um, you know one moment to the next you, you, your life can change you're deported and mm -hmm. uh, everything you know uh, you know is no longer uh, you know so the same so then you have to adjust you know like uh, I have you know family friend I was telling you about yeah. that he grew up in uh, East Oakland okay. his whole life they, they brought they brought him from Mexico when he was like two years old um, I mean all he knows is you know it's the US America yeah uh, in fact like his Spanish is pretty limited so uh, he got deported a couple of years ago um, I mean you know he got he got in trouble for some stuff or whatever. Okay. Ended up uh, getting deported, uh, and it was it was a difficult like adjustment period for him because, like I said, he didn't speak the la the language. Uh, it's pretty limited. Mm -hmm. His Spanish is pretty limited. Yeah. Um, but you know he just he had to adjust, and luckily um, he got a job doing telemarketing of all things. Okay. And um, you know since since then he's. You know, he, he got married. He's got he's got a kid now, and mm -hmm. you know now he's making the best of it. I mean, but um, it's 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 pretty difficult. I mean, it's a pretty yeah. you know frightening thought that all of a sudden, you know, you're you know deported from the only country you know, and then you know I, I even have friends who uh, were not born here, uh, same you know, same situation, but even you know serving the military, mm -hmm. and a lot of people have been deported as well like they served in the military yeah. and they were still yeah. deported and still still ended up getting deported somehow Th that's wild to me which is uh i said it's not crazy, crazy not to fair. me that's yeah. like that's like the 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 black black soldiers in the 70s coming home and not being able to be served in restaurants because it was whites only kind of thing it's just not so fair man it, yeah i mean i figured i mean my, my thought process is if you've served your country yeah i mean i don't like, know how more patriotic yeah. that can get <laughs> you but know I guess for Trump, that's not enough. Yeah, and yeah. it's crazy because you was telling me like back in the eighties, uh, Reagan he had a amnesty. Amnesty. Yeah. In mm -hmm. fact, most of my family uh, became legal through that amnesty. Mm -hmm. um, it's the mid eighties, I, I would say. Um, yeah, and I was telling you, Ronald Reagan uh, knew the importance of agriculture, mm -hmm. uh, especially because you know he was. The governor of California before he became president, wasn't that? And before that, he was a B-list actor, yeah, uh, wannabe John Wayne or whatever. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he you know he knew uh, very well that um, agriculture uh, makes more money than Hollywood. And uh, you and that's yeah. to this day. To this, yeah, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Uh, a lot of people are shocked when I tell them no, that. No, because that's shocked because yeah. I'm like, yo, man, Avengers is about to make two billion dollars. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, but agriculture, uh, I mean, it's, it's a pretty important part of the economy yeah, in California. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, though. And uh, so, yeah, in the 80s, they needed they needed cheap labor. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, obviously, uh, Reagan went ahead and gave amnesty, and a lot of people became legal. But prior to that, uh, I mean, this has been ongoing. Like, my grandfather um, came to the U.S. through a program that's called the Bracero Program, which... Uh, it's like a temporary work program. It was a seasonal. Okay. Like they, they would uh, bring people from Mexico for like three, four months, right, mm -hmm. out of the year to work the fields. 
Because it's, it's, it's jobs mm-hmm. nobody else wants to do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's very, you know, it's pretty uh, tedious work. And you said they, they get paid, how do they get paid for So that? they get paid uh, uh, depending on how, like, for example, if you pick strawberries, uh, the uh, pounds of strawberries and whatnot, um, it's, I mean, it's pretty archaic. Yeah, system. they're not getting yeah. paid by the hour. They're getting no, paid yeah. by how much they pick. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's pretty archaic. and But, yeah, like, the, the, you know, this has been ongoing. Um, like I said, my, my grandfather, you know, came and worked uh, through that program. And uh, once they were done with him, once, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't need him anymore, it's like, okay, well, it's time for you to go back now. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know exploitation in a sense 100% exploitation it's like uh, you know we're going to use you uh, you know while we need you and then Mm. once we're done we're going to dispose of you Um, so yeah I mean that's always been something that um, that's been an issue as far as like in my family because I have a lot you know a lot of family in the Central Valley where Mm. there's a lot of agriculture and um, it's tough it's a tough job man like being out there in that hot Hot sun, hundred, you know, there's, ten, hundred and twenty degrees out there. There's very few people. Strawberries. There's very few people who were born here that would want to do those jobs, especially since they're getting paid only by how how much they how much work they produce. Absolutely, and we take it for granted, you know. Yeah. We we take it for granted, like all the fruit and stuff that uh, that we you know we have the luxury to go to our you know local Ralphs or, mm-hmm. or, or you know yeah. our local store and buy, you know. We don't really like uh, take into account how it gets there, mm-hmm. you know, and like these people in a way are invisible because, you know, nobody really defends their rights. Like they, you know, they work from sun up, sun down, and and that's why I wanted to talk to you is because that's something that's never really been talked about in my house before. You know, that's just not anything that's on our radar. Um, but it, I, I have been, I've been around it a little bit more, you know, as I, you know, work with different people, coach different people. I know I, I coached a girl from Mexico whose student visa expired, mm-hmm. but she, you know, obviously wanted to stay out here. So anytime we would travel or do certain things, she's worried about checkpoints and stuff like that. And then I know working at different jobs and I've met different people who are on the Dream Act. Yeah, the Dreamers. You know, the Dreamers who, who, who've who been here um, and obviously, you know, want to get an education, have a better life over here. And, you know, that's a lot of my friends I see on social yeah. media who are very passionate about this stuff because it affects them, it affects their families. And I just kind of want to be more educated. Maybe more people are like me like this isn't really a part of our culture but we still care we still want to be educated on it so like we have to you know just ask questions yeah about like what what's really going on yeah I mean and these dreamers are you know are you know very uh, uh, inspirational because I mean that you know they you know they're they're trying to better themselves and uh, you know educate themselves and and uh, just you know try to live a better life than than their parents lived, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you know they they uh, will eventually contribute to the country. I mean, it's a credit to the country because they, you know, a lot of them will be go on to become engineers, doctors, what you know, teachers, mm-hmm. um, and you would think that that'd be something that um, you know that President Trump would want because obviously the more money you make, 
the more money you'll be taxed. Right. Um, so it's just, sometimes it's just mind-boggling, right? I mean, if you're looking at it from a financial standpoint, if it's really about, like, uh, you know, from a financial standpoint, you would, you know, let these pe- hard-working people, uh, you know, continue to work and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, just completely get rid of them and, you know, it's so it's obviously coming from from uh, from an angle of hate, which yeah. is, is quite obvious because, like I said, uh, I mean these people help the economy. So, yeah, it's one of the reasons why you know I don't talk politics a lot. I don't get into a lot of things. I don't follow it day to day. Yeah, like my my brother does. He he's watching like MSNBC all day, and he got my mom into it. And there's just like no hope. You know, like, I, I, and I asked, my, I asked my mom, I was like, why do you keep watching this? Like, there's, there's never, like, any victories, or maybe, like, there's small victories, but I just, I don't see any hope in, like, I don't know who the next leaders are going to be. I don't know who I can trust. You know, I see right now with our system is, like, the people who are in charge right now obviously shouldn't be there. It's a, it's a broken system. Yeah, yeah, so it's hard for me to really invest in something that I know is broken. Um, but there are t- certain topics that, that jump out to me like this one. Like I said, my friends are worried about people showing up to their doorstep and uh, deporting them to another country. That's crazy to me that uh, that, that happens here, but you know, those are, those are the times we're living in. Have you, you, I'm assuming personally like you've never had to deal with anything like this? Uh, no, luckily my parents, uh, you know, well, my parents, you know, came to the States like in the 70s mm-hmm. and, you know, they, shortly after that they, be, they became legal. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I just can't imagine, you know, uh, from moment to the next. Like, Romo, pack your shit, yeah. let's go. Yeah, your you parents know? being deported. And, Cause I'm starting to cut yeah. you out because I did have a player recently whose uh, grandmother was deported to Guatemala and the family had to kind of you know, help her, and she took a leave of absence from the team, and she actually never came back. Yeah. You know, I, I think she's back at the school, but, like, I just can't imagine how traumatic that is for the for a family to be broken up like that so suddenly, and you're kind of powerless to do anything about it. Yeah, you know, the U.S. has, like, various policies depending on what part of Latin America. Like, Central Americans were under... Uh, it's a program called TPS, which is like Temporary Protective Service, mm-hmm. because uh, I mean they were coming from you know war and torn countries. Like you know they had an era where it was like an, uh, a, a civil war, so to speak, and a lot of a lot of a lot of Central Americans, uh, you know, countries like El Salvador, Guatemala, mm-hmm. you know, Honduras, etc., et you know, came to the U.S. under TPS. But I think that. Um, they were protected under Obama. However, uh, Trump has since basically Re- said, you need, "Yeah, you need to go back to your country because mm-hmm. you know everything in your country is fine now. You guys aren't, <laughs> yeah, you guys aren't going through a civil war, so or, you know now you can return, you know." But he's ignorant to the fact that, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, these countries are in bad shape. I want, yeah, I want to end on that. Is what is the motivating factor for a lot of people from those countries to still come here and work jobs we don't want to work? Like, well, I mean, it's it's the Amer- you know the American dream, mm-hmm. you know, the hope to, uh, you know, just provide for their families, 
because uh, I mean over there, I mean, some of these countries, man, I mean, there's really no hope. Okay. Um, um, of course, you know that's something that, you know, the countries themselves need to address. But meanwhile, these people are are suffering, you know, yeah. and and uh, of course they're they're looking for a better life, and I mean, you really can't blame uh, you know anyone for looking, you know, to. That's find a better a better life for their kids. Kind of what this country yeah. was founded That's on. That's what it's all about. <laughs> you know, That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. You know what? Well, thank you for coming in and educating me. Uh, I knew you were one of the people that I wanted to talk to about this. And, you know, I was inspired to talk to you thanks to all my friends on social media. So, man, if you're like me, if you're ignorant to the facts, like talk to a friend and uh, let them educate you. Indeed. All right. Till next time, talk to you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Control Room Podcast. As always, you can reach me at MichaelDWalker3 on Instagram and Twitter. You can also leave a voice message through the Anchor app. Um, I love hearing you guys' stories and feedback about the show. And uh, special thanks to Romo, as always, for coming through. Um, Always good talking to him. And thank you to everybody that listens and supports the show. Um, Each week we grow little by little. And uh, that's really fun to see. So till next time, talk to you guys later.